thanks for tuning in again. Or if this is your first time listening, hello. This is the Moms Are Not Alright podcast. I am a mom talking into her phone in her room about things that happened to me during the week or things that are just top of mind for me, whatever, for whatever reason. Um, This is going to be my family's last week of baseball and I am so excited. I just want my weekly time back really and I'm excited uh, for summer to come up because I just don't have to think about school and pickups and who is staying late for what and just have less places and things to do and be so often. (laughs) The end of the year feels like a chaotic sprint to me and every year I think I'm gonna beat it like I'm gonna figure out a way to tackle this but it never happens like let's just laugh together at my optimism (laughs) there's so much going on just to name a few I have like teacher gifts their haircuts they just got because they were looking a little shaggy the spring chorus concert The outfit for the Spring Chorus concert requested at 8 p.m. the night before. Like, thank God Walmart being open till 9, it's like 9.30 in my town, I think. Like, otherwise, I don't know what he would have showed up in. We have the field trips, the yearbook, the special end-of-the-year parties and activities. We have preschool graduation the end of baseball, and the one that always just sends me, like, is figuring out camp and summer activities and, like, just spiraling with vacation plans and, like, what am I going to do with the kids for the summer? This feels like a part-time job trying to manage and sign everybody up and, like, figure out what to do and like what days work (laughs) and I'm like losing sleep at night over all this stuff I have uh, like uh, I'm looking at my to-do list right now there's literally 23 things on this list to do and this is all like in addition to the demands of my full-time job and trying to be mentally and physically healthier person So going for walks, drinking my water, doing my yoga, taking my vitamins. And then like also in addition to all these like other like super boring house things like get the septic tank service. I guess you're supposed to do that every so often. And we're like four and a half years in. I have no idea what any of that entails. (laughs) I can report back after it happens. But, I don't know, I have a running list of things I need to pick up from Walmart. I need a spare key made. Like, I can go on and on and on. And then, like, all this is, like, keeping me up at night. I have this, like, list running through my brain, like, at all times. And I'll wake up sometimes in the middle of the night. Or I just will, like, roll over. And my husband's sleeping. Like, the most sound little peaceful cherub you've ever laid your eyes on it's like snoring 
He's like comfy, wrapped up in the blankets, like looks like he's getting the best sleep of his life. And I just get so overwhelmed with jealousy and annoyance. I like in those moments, I feel like I, I just like fantasize about just like punching him right in the throat, you know, <laughs> can anyone else relate to this? <laughs> but this is what I imagine when I think of the invisible load, which is something that I think a lot of people struggle with and they just might not have the words to say. So like, what is that? The word invisible makes sense to me because to everyone else in the family, they can't see it. It doesn't exist. There is nothing to get done. No fires to put out as far as they're concerned. But, you know, to me in this case, you can see in my iPhone notes app, that is not the reality for me. <laughs> and reading posts and the comments and all the posts in my local mom's page, I have a feeling this is not unique to just me. I know I mentioned this briefly in my last episode, but I'm feeling it so hard right now and I wanted to talk about it a little more. So when I Google the invisible load, this is the definition, or you can call it invisible labor too. The behind the scenes work that goes into being a parent. It can be logistical, physical, emotional, or mental. In more traditional homes or heterosexual couples, not all, but more often than not, it's typically the moms that do this kind of work in the household. So I have a pretty 50-50 household. We're usually aligned on most things, but this is kind of like a friction point for us a little bit, I feel. And I bring this up to my husband all the time, and he gets it, and he helps out a lot. And, you know, whenever I'm, like, freaking out, he's like trying to help me you know do whatever it takes so that I stop freaking out but from his perspective I'm making not important things important he's like we don't need to buy all the teachers and baseball coaches gifts and in my mind buying those gifts is not even a question like yes we absolutely do do have to buy all fucking 10 teachers and fucking seven coaches something like it's a stressor to me like or it's just like there's no way around this <laughs> but to him it's like mm, is this really a priority and we have two different theories on why we think we both kind of approach things so differently um and they're a little unique to us but i'll share it anyway so my version is uh, I have been judged and criticized and just really been treated kind of harshly as like a new young mom by people that I was surrounded by at that time. And I had all the statistics about single parents looming over me. And I really was like operating in a survival mode for like that first five years years of my oldest's life that I still have those same kind of like 
I don't know, patterns and like habits and like fears and the just the way I think and view the world. But I also know that's super unique to me. But I mean, I feel like all women can kind of relate in a little bit like women and mothers are just judged so much for literally everything. There are so many things to judge a mom on. Every meal time that pops up is like an opportunity to judge someone like on what they're giving their kid and like when they're eating, why they're eating, how much did the kid eat, like every situation, how does this mom handle it? Every photo posted, like, if the mom gains weight, if the baby isn't meeting a milestone, like, whatever it is, like, women are just held to higher standards, and so much of our identity becomes motherhood that a fault anywhere in our kids or parenting might equate to just, like, fault in ourselves, like, as a person, so we you know, take on a little more uh, work to, like, make things not fall through the cracks so much because it just feels like like a, a mark against us almost. And I explain this to my husband all the time, and he just doesn't have that, like, way of thinking and feeling. Like, my husband will send my son to school in the most heinous-looking outfits because he doesn't feel like fighting with him that morning and that's fine my husband will like just go about the day and not even give it a second thought and I mean I'm no stickler for fashion like I'm the last person that should be talking about outfits but sometimes you know I'll get my son off the bus and I look at what he's wearing and I'm like WTF Jared like what is this because I know all those teachers were thinking that too as soon as they saw him. And do you think they were thinking, what was his dad thinking by dressing him up this way? Probably not. They were probably thinking, what kind of mother sends her fucking kid to school like this? If they knew that it was dad dressing him, it might be looked at as like this funny thing or like this sweet thing or like a joke or something. Dad would still be looked at as a decent parent because his kids did come to school in clothes and that's what counts and it's like above the bar in a lot of cases that people have seen but I don't know Google said it's more likely to be women that take on the extra the invisible weight load labor due to being conditioned early on to be the caretakers in the family dynamic, which means like when you start a family, you might tend to take control or manage everything in order to care for everyone properly because that's what you saw the women in your life taking on that caregiver role. And so you start to like keep up with the appointments and the doctor's information, you know, all the things to get your family happy and healthy. And I feel like I relate to this. Like, my mom was a stay-at-home mom for most of my life until elementary school. And then she went back to work when, like, 
me and my siblings were all a little more self-sufficient. And even though she had a higher earning job, higher earning job than my dad, it's typically the moms who opt out of the working world when like new additions are added to the family. And so like in my life, you know, with my grandma and my mom, like that's who I saw sort of like running the show, like doing the groceries, doing the cleaning, like all those things. My husband thinks in our situation, he sees so much life or death situations that the stuff I am worrying about is just like a non-issue to him. He just cannot bring himself to care or react like these things are a big deal. He says if I worked in the ER, I'd probably feel like the best mom in the world. And I've heard this same perspective from his coworkers who also like work in the same type of environment. So I wonder if it's just that like perspective, like I don't have these dire situations all around me anymore to like compare. And I understand his point and like, I'm really trying to embrace it more. Like looking at this list of 20 something things I have right here in front of me, And this is just like my life list. That's not even like my to-do work list. Like if I didn't do anything on my life list with like the exception of get this um, permission slip in so my son could go to the field trip, like would my life or anyone in my family's lives be in jeopardy or destroyed? No, like... No one except me would probably notice or care. Like, I realize that I sweat the small stuff. (laughs) Another thing that makes me, like, the default house manager is I am home all day. I can pay the water bill and look something up and download a sign-up form in two minutes during the workday. Like, I'm already here. But my husband can't really look at his phone when he's at work. I think about this a lot. Like, say both my husband and I had jobs where we couldn't be on our phones or computers or anything like that for, like, 12 hours every day. I just don't even know how anything would get done. And I have two people in mind that I'm thinking of right now that... They are the default parents, and we talk about it a lot. Like, we complain about it a lot. We're like, you know, and I think what they say um, in their mind is, their reasoning is, it's just easier to do it myself. Like, having things done wrong, having things put in places that you can't find them when you need them, like... The idea of the bedtime routine going absolutely haywire and like messing up the schedule. It can be frustrating and stressful. And I 100% get that. And the weight of all these things, all these to-do lists, all the things that keep us moving, like it gets heavy. Like I feel like I can physically feel it. Like my chest 
feels like there's like a boulder on it. And I have stress dreams sometimes when it gets too heavy and like too uncomfortable when I'm trying to go to sleep. And carrying that weight for a long period of time with no help can lead to an increase in anxiety and burnout and like resentment and can sometimes make you angry towards your partner or even your children or you just have like less like patience because you're so like overwhelmed and you know then you're yelling at your kids or they're like one small mess up with them and it's like everything you know all the cards are falling I just watched the Michelle Obama and Oprah interview, or I shouldn't say I just watched it. I watched it a little while ago, but it still feels like I watched it recently. And Michelle Obama talks about how her relationship was 80-20 for a whole decade. And she talks about really like resenting her husband. And she brings up something that I loved about it was that nobody is talking about this like no one's talking about how the partnerships like people think marriage is 50 50 like throughout the whole time but it changes throughout the course of the relationship or over time like things happen situations change dynamics change jobs change and you gotta like adjust and people can't be 50-50 at all times, you know? So, and I see these posts a lot, like in the mom Facebook groups, and I'm always like scrolling the comments because there's always like a bunch of comments on it. And I'm always like scrolling to see what people have for ideas to do this. And I don't know if I see any that like really help. It's more so like solidarity, like me too. Or sometimes it's like, I would never be with someone like that, but that's really not the reality. Or sometimes people get in relationships and how do you know that that's the way it's going to pan out? Like if you don't talk about it and it's sometimes you just find yourself in that situation once, you know, the baby's here or whatever. So... I was thinking about this a lot. Like, if someone finds themselves in this situation, how can you change it? And um, I don't really know, but here is what I'm going to do this week to make my week a little better. I'm going to list that off. And then I will list some ideas or things that I do. I don't know if they're, like, necessarily best ideas and if you have better ideas I want to hear them so I can make my own life easier but uh so what I'm gonna do this week is I am not setting the bar high this week I'm taking a little break I'm gonna watch the new season of Working Moms and I'm so excited to watch that new weird Duggar documentary this week at night you know when I get home from baseball I'm going to take two of the things off my weekly list that has like 20 things written on it right now. And I'm going to strive for two. Or I'm not going to strive. I'm going to limit myself to two things. And telling myself like this is a break week for rest, to feel better, 
to stop having stress dreams. Like, I feel like I need to give myself permission. Like, if I don't give myself permission beforehand, I just view myself as lazy for some reason. But if I make, like, an active, like, decision, like, I am not doing a lot this week. It's now, like, registering in my head as a goal. (laughs) Like, I can already feel my jaw kind of unclenching. And something I know about myself is I am a like absolute like doer. I overdo things. I get so much done in a week. Like sometimes I I really do just like sit in my car like in awe of myself and how much shit I get done. But it's not sustainable to be this way 24-7. And I'm really feeling that like the past two weeks. Or I'll crush the to-do lists, but I'll look back and realize, like, I didn't drink my water and do my daily walk like I planned, or I haven't done the yoga in a few weeks, because I'm just so focused on the other stuff, and I start to feel like shit. Like, I physically, like, if I don't take care of myself and I'm, like, running on this, like, crazy productive mode... I really do start to not feel great. And then that's kind of when it signals to my brain like, ugh, you need to regroup. So this week, I'm taking my husband's approach and really prioritizing things. And if it's not life or death, who cares? It can wait. (laughs) So if you are struggling to get help and you need more support from your partner, um, this is kind of what I think and what I think think has worked for me so I'm just going to give you ideas and you can take them for whatever that's worth but first thing I think is you just have to bring it up like expecting everyone to know this um is gonna set it all up for failure like and you have to like you have to just speak up like you're not annoying you're allowed to do this like people are going to give you what you show you are willing to take like you have to set the expectation on how your partner is going to treat you and the role they will be taking in the relationship and what role you will have in the relationship you need to say something because I mean it's it's not called invisible for nothing you know there are things your family does not even think about give a second thought to they spend zero time and energy on because they don't have to like they know it will get done or like they just don't have to care about it they might not care about it and these things just get kind of presented to them and they like agree you know it's invisible labor because it's not timed or accounted for like there's no time sheets there's no payroll And it's hard to realize if you're not in that world and you're just kind of like existing in your own world, how many things that are needed to keep the house in order and a family moving forward. So um, this weekend with the holiday, or it was last weekend, I had to ask my husband what day the trash was because I like purge the house, which is something I do often. And um, the recycling and donate piles were a little overwhelming. And I was concerned about having no space. But the fact 
I had to ask <laughs> means it is not my thing. It is not something I concern myself with. I We have a joke. We call it the trash fairy. It's like it just disappears. I don't know what happens to it. And the only reason it was a concern to me at that point is because it wasn't invisible anymore. It was like in my view, I can see the piles of trash and recycling that need to go out. And that's what it's like for everyone who doesn't own certain things in the house, like certain chores or certain aspects. Like you don't know what you don't know. I'm having a flashback to this time. Feels a little unrelated, but kind of related. But I'm having a flashback to this time. My husband and I were having some sort of party. And I was like, okay, you clean the kitchen. I'll clean the living room. Or it was something like that. We went our separate ways to tackle the to-do list. And I returned to the kitchen. And he was like, organizing in the cabinets. Or like cleaning the gutters or something so unnecessary and I just like started crying. I was so frustrated. We have just such two very different ideas of what needs to happen to get the house ready for 20 people to come over. But all that being said, this is not like an overnight shift as much as like the ideas. And, you know, we have deep rooted ideas here that need to switch and um we have just like ways we grew up for both people in the relationship and it's just gonna take time to adapt and like you'll learn as more situations come up but here's what I would do so say you're like ah what can I do right now to get us both more on the same page I would start by just delegating one task like just one thing like get all the uncomfortableness started and then eventually out of the way and then you can like just start delegating more or they can take over something that they seem to enjoy or are good at like one example is let dad do bedtime alone one night if the kids are wearing mismatched pjs or no pjs at all or they didn't do something the same way you did. They didn't sing the special song. Like, dad and the kids are still gaining, like, a core memory and bonding. Like, it's still a win, you know? And I another thing is I find a written out list to be helpful, not just for me. But I feel like it makes the invisible part of this not so invisible anymore like everyone can see what needs to be done I also feel thankful at this point I live with an older child who can like take stuff on as well like chores laundry organizing things it's he's a really big help Um, and we typically all tackle the chores and things together I really try to make like house maintenance a real team effort but sometimes it's more my husband and sometimes it's more me and I do feel like we had a cleaning day last weekend and I do feel like the kids didn't really hate it I don't know if I'd go as far as to say they liked it but um it was a little fun 
And I have a giant whiteboard poster I got from Dollar Tree. I have it hanging up in my bedroom with just like all the things we need to get done on it. Super cheap, super simple. But one thing that's a little annoying about like the to-do list and the whiteboards and the delegating is sometimes I'll like delegate something to my husband and then like weeks later I'll remember that I gave this task away. I like wiped it off the board but it didn't get done and then I'm like ah. So sometimes even if it's off my list it's still kind of on my list and this causes us to bicker at times. But we also share like a printed calendar that we all use so we don't mess up anything or overlap things. But with two kids and sports, it happens anyway. We all just try to like share things so we're all kind of on the same page. And I hope I don't sound like I'm bashing my husband here. (laughs) He's probably like can hear me from the living room like rolling his eyes. He really does so much. Like, I rarely cook. He cooks like 80 to 90% of our meals. He does the trash and all things outside, which I guess is pretty gender, like, stereotypical. He watches the boys in the day, and he gets them to school, and he packs the snacks. He's a real team player. But um, we had... We've, like, talked about this. I have found myself in predicaments in my life where, like, all the responsibility was on me. And I knew going into, like, my new marriage, like, that is just not the life I envision for myself or feel safe in. I had to be vocal about the structure and what my expectations are. And I would expect my partner to voice that as well. And, like, thank goodness we were both on the same page. And, like, say my husband wanted traditional gender roles, which is fine, and people are entitled to want that, he would need to have let me know so we can work on something, to setting up a plan for living off one income. Or in my specific case, my husband would have to go find a completely different wife, which is a lot of work. We kind of joke that if he ever wanted a divorce, I'd probably, it probably wouldn't happen because I would need to do the divorce paperwork. (laughs) But to summarize everything I was just rambling about, first, I would talk about it with your partner. Second, I would show them with a list. Third, I would delegate one thing off the list Maybe even ask them to choose one thing so they are not feeling like they're being told what to do or feel any, like, defensive feelings come up. And then fourth, I'd probably get the kids involved to help in any way or any capacity. Like, even if it's not helping you right now, getting them comfortable or setting expectations or um, just helping them get started in the habit, I think will make your life easier in the future. And I know that's easier said than done. I'm like half rolling my eyes at myself, like watching my four-year-old on our cleaning day make a disastrous mess of the windows and the wall and like the floor vent things with the Windex. Oh my God, it had me questioning all everything I'm saying right now. But 
I think it'll work out for the best. Like, I hope at least I'll have to report back in 15 years. <laughs> so take it easy this week. Give yourself permission to not take on too much. Things will get done when they get done. Everyone will be okay if they don't. I have a championship baseball game I got to cheer at this week. That's going to be my main priority. I already wrote down my uh, two main goals this week. And I'll maybe if this week goes well, I'll just give myself two next week. And then eventually everything will get done, right? They don't all have to get done tomorrow or else I'll die. That will be my repeating mantra to myself all week when I start to get stressed. Okay, thanks so much for being here. I'll see you next week.